I'm Avremi. And I'm Endel. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Oh Bubby. Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Bubby. Man, it has been quite some time since we have done a podcast. I think, I don't know, it's been a couple months already. It's, it's been, been a few months. It's been a long, fun, crazy summer, and the New Year's now starting, school starting up for some people, people getting back to their normal lives. But it has been a while since we've done one of these. Definitely, uh, our fans have been asking con- constantly, like, oh, when are we going to start back up? I just got asked last night, like, what's going on with Oh Bubby? I said, hold your horses, man. It's going to come, and when it comes, you're going to be like, yes. Oh, I waited for that moment. This episode will knock you off your feet, and you will be screaming, oh, Bubby. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yes, it's been some time, but here we're back, and we're better than ever. And let's just go back to um, to do a little recap about what's been going on lately, because it's been quite some time. All right, so let's jump right in. And uh, before we jump into the new facts, I just want to comment about last podcast, which was quite some time ago, a couple mistakes we made in our avid fans Shout it out. First of all, in regards to how many partials there are, how many portions, I believe we said there are 52, when really there are 53. Ooh. So just want to make a little, so we know everyone knows that we're not a hackneychinic. And second of all, Waze versus Google. It was a big argument on the podcast, and a lot of people reached out to us instead saying, yo, I think it's Waze, I think it's Google. And I just want to talk about this for another minute or two before we continue, because I've used a lot of Waze and Google since then, actually. And my opinion has been shifting, but I still am on the verge where I like Waze because of the clarity of it. However, Google Maps has something very cool where, I don't know, you're able to first of all route your routes out, plus get to certain places walking or driving. So it's hard to really have a winner for me. Even though I did say Waze strongly last time, I am now coming back to really where I use both of them depending. So Remy, what about you? It's interesting. I haven't done a lot of traveling um, other than in camp, which we'll discuss in just a minute. And I still hold strongly with Waze, especially in regards to the clarity of how it's set up. Although I will say Google Maps has some cool new features where you could actually hold your phone out when you're walking on the street and it will show you where to go based on your surroundings. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. So that is pretty cool. So let's jump right in. Yeah, but it's basically, it's definitely a discussion we could go through at length about this. So what should we talk about first yet, Remy? All right, so I think we got to go over a little bit, a recap of the summer, how the summer was for both of us. I myself sure, uh, was where, in camp. All right, which camp are you in? So I was in YKK, Yeshiva Kayetz Kingston. It was a camp that took place in Pennsylvania. I believe we discussed it in our last podcast. I was about to be heading out there. It was an unbelievable experience. I was a counselor for fifth grade boys, most of them coming from Brooklyn. And it was really awesome. Seven weeks, crazy I mean, especially the first few weeks were very chaotic. We didn't have air conditioning, and it's very hot in that area of Pennsylvania. A lot of rain as well. So it was a very fun and adventurous experience. How how long did I have air conditioning for? So when we got there, we came to the bunkhouses, and they were extremely hot. And we thought that, you know, they're going to put in the ACs, you know, by the next day or two. And then as we got to realize that there was no AC, and this was because the campground is located in the middle of Oxford, Pennsylvania. Which Where is, is that? Oxford, Pennsylvania. Right. It's in the middle of nowhere. And the campgrounds get electricity from you know an outside source. However, they don't have enough electricity coming to have air conditioning in every bunkhouse because it would just blow all the fuses and knock out the power. So the only way they could do this was by renting generators, which they would place throughout camp and have those run off gas. And off those, there would be air conditioning. It actually reminds me of air conditioning. I spent, uh, I don't know if I ever spoke about it at length, but I spent a lot of time in Hebron. 
in the holy city of our forefathers in Israel, and <laughs> don't ask. So basically, I lived there for a year in this, in this this apartment, this house, no air conditioning. Okay, heat of the summer, it was deserty, it was crazy, and it, it was insanely hot. We used to walk back and with Maris um, Pela, cave of the patriarchs, and we used to come back on a Shabbos afternoon, walking up the hill. Boy, it was schwitzy. Like, oh, Bobby Schwitz, to get home, you're like, oh, Bobby, that was hot. Yeah, and definitely throughout the summer, I experienced uh, Schwitz to a next new level. That was crazy times. Were you guys, you guys uh, were at to wear clothes there? Well, <laughs> you know, you, you, Boys you, camp. you throw on pants. Yeah, keep it PG for all the kids that are around. Yeah, that's pretty happy. How else was camp? What, what was interesting about camp? Anything, anything that stood out for you? And oh. how, were you, how were your kids? You were a oh, counselor, man. right? How were the kids? So it was, it was a fun experience. I had, you know, thank God, a good group of boys. Um, some of them a little tough, some a little more exciting, some a little, you know, harder to deal with, some easier to deal with. And it was fun overall. It was a good experience, you know, big responsibility. And we actually, originally, there weren't going to be any trips, but in the end, we were able to have trips. And we even had, I had one kid who, he comes to camp and I'm going to unpack, help him, help him unpack his suitcase and he opens up a suitcase and unpacking and then he finishes unpacking like three suitcases and I'm like, you have more suitcases? And he has one more suitcase and it's a giant duffel bag and I'm thinking, what could it be? Because he already unpacked all of his clothes, his linen, his towel, his bathing suit. Yeah, like how, what else did he bring exactly? Like a, what, a fridge? What do you mean? Open up a suitcase and I promise you, I can't describe it, it was a full packed suitcase full of food. Everything That's where it's at. Literally everything. All he was missing was like raw eggs to make. How it much was, did you confiscate throughout camp? No, so I didn't take any of it, but I was able to fill up a good shelf just with his food, all the snacks Nuts. he had sent there for two months. That's insane. And some of these kids, I tell you, they come with enough clothes for two months where they don't have to do laundry once. Smart. So it's smart, but it's a lot of work and a lot of unpacking to do. You have to unpack all the kids? Well, the kids can't do it themselves? Well, some of the kids needed help more than others. However, in regards to the air conditioning, the interesting thing was is we only got air conditioning by the beginning of the second month. But then when we did get it, it was all running off a generator, like I said, which all ran on gas. And there were a couple times throughout camp where the power went out. But due to the fact that we were connected to generators, we still had air conditioning. So that was the silver lining of getting air conditioning off a generator was that whenever the power went out due to the storms or whatever. Yeah, I saw I saw some picture. You had a crazy flood one oh, day yeah, of camp. That was crazy. Amazing, there was amazing a lot of flood. flooding in that area. But thank God it was not near any of the bunkhouses. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Well, my summer was actually pretty interesting, too. Um, I wanted to go on a trip with my wife this summer. Um, our original plan was to do Yekka for a week because my wife started a camp called Yekka, which is for um, underprivileged kids in Ukraine, orphan kids and kids who have struggles at home. And it's a really special camp. And she with a few friends started this camp where they go winter for a week and summer for like three weeks and have an awesome program with these kids. We were going to go for a week this summer to just help out because she really misses it. They were, then our plan was to go to Israel for a couple of weeks and then go to Thailand. But uh, Corona hit. And plans to change. However, we were able to go on a trip and we went to Mexico. It was really cool. How was that? So we start off in Playa, Playa de Carmen. It was a really nice area in Mexico. And there we stayed in a uh, Airbnb, a really nice, uh, it wasn't actually a fancy Airbnb, but the point was just to be in the center of town. Um, we spent like uh, about a, we went for a full week to Mexico. We did about three or four days in Playa, then we moved on. But in Playa, it was really interesting. Um, so we heard about this thing called cenotes. In Mexico, there are thousands of them. They're basically sinkholes. or They're all natural. And they fill up with water. They're caves. Some of them are outdoors. Some are indoors. Some like in caves. Some are half and half. And they fill up with water. And you go into them. And it's really... It is beyond gorgeous. So we went to probably like seven of them throughout the trip. One, one of them we went to was in a cave with stalactites, stalagmites. 
literally all over the place. We learned all about those on our past trip. Yes, show. basically different of a slack kind of slack minus if it comes from the top or grows from the bottom. These are little uh, kind of I don't know, crystallized like nature. It's like it's some, based, some crystallized form. It's based on drips of water, water coming down, which forms inside caves, and you have ones that stick down. And there's ones that come up from the floor, so that's a basically they are freaking concept. gorgeous. And you basically go in this water, and the water is crystal clear, like you see through like a glass. Fish, turtles. So we bought ourselves this pair of snorkels, like ten bucks, and we just snorkeled around. It was freaking gorgeous. So some were like in like in caves, some were outdoors under the sky. It was it was absolutely amazing. So we did that and near Playa. Then we went to Tulum for a couple day for a day. Then we spent a couple days in Cancun on a resort. A very, very different experience. But one of the cool things was as well was the kosher restaurants. Um, in Playa, there were a few kosher restaurants and they were really, really good. Um, we went to one called Moshe Kube. Shout out to Moshe Kube. Went to him about three or four times in our like two days there. Go check it out if you're in Mexico. Incredible food. If you're in the Playa, go to Moshe Kube. He makes really good food and you feel like a millionaire because everything is really cheap. So you have yourself a full-on like 10-course meal, but you're paying like 40 bucks for two people. Like you feel, you feel it's really exciting. Also, if you're in that area, we did one day in Cozumel. Cozumel was really cool. We did scuba diving. And the Chabad in Cozumel, the Chabad house there where, if you know, for tourism, he's a really, really good dude. His name is Duri. Duri's a great, great guy. Anyways, I could talk about the show for hours. But in short, we did Playa. We did all these cenotes. We went to Tulum, gorgeous place. And then we went to Cancun on a beautiful, on a nice resort on the ocean. It was a really, really, really cool trip. You know, I had, had Corona. I didn't know I had Corona. Of course I had Corona. I had it on the beach. You know, I had a, a bunch of, obviously the beer I'm talking about over here. Shout out, Corona beer. It was a really, really cool trip. We went to Cozumel with a ferry, but we had to wear masks on the ferry. So that was, that was an exciting experience. Which, by the way, on these ferries, they have You're talking people playing live music. They play, play on live music on the ferry. Mild, Anyways, cool. it was definitely a very cool trip. There's some cute stories that I have. maybe I'll share soon throughout the podcast. Mexico sounds like a place to go. Yeah, basically it was a very it was a very nice trip. We went there for a week and we had a, a really good time. So during Avemi was in camp, I was in uh, Mexico, and uh, it was pretty epic. It was pretty epic stuff. Just one funny story I want to share is we went you know on the, in the shopping area, in uh, Playa to go shopping, you know some tourism stuff, and we see this pair like leather sandals we want to buy. So we're like how much are they? We're like one hundred. Like that's such a great deal. Hundred pesos is like I don't know three dollars. So we're like, sure, we'll get two pairs. So we're trying the mod, different sizes, starts making holes for us. We take a selfie, all big smiles on our faces. We're checking out. We give him 100 pesos. She's like, no, $100. We're like, you're crazy. No way. And we walk out of the store. But the guy was so excited for us for the, for the pesos. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sure you guys really let him down there, but that's, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. It was pretty epic stuff. It was a really fun trip, a really, really cool trip. I can literally talk about this for hours, but I don't want to bore everyone with our trips in the summer. So let's just move on to talk about a little something else. Advertisements, Remy. Oh my goodness. So let me just explain to you. Adverti- First of all, if you want to advertise on our podcast, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you on here and uh, we'd love to get you out to the people. Absolutely. Oh, Bobby fans and making it juicy. Our advertisement platform, our platform to our fans has grown, thank God, over the last few podcasts. We've been getting a lot of requests, different things. Give us a call. Reach out to us and we'll be happy to help you out with that. But in regards to advertisements, so this is about a month ago and I'm, you know, just watching some videos 
and I get an advertisement for a video and usually you get these advertisements and it says you can skip it in 10, 9, 8 and you usually you know press skip ad by the time you're allowed to skip it and you never really watch the full advertisement. But this advertisement starts off and the guy's animated and he's talking to you and he's explaining the product and he's giving a, he is, he's selling it all. He's selling it great. And I'm watching it and it's a good two and a half minute ad and I watched this entire ad. This ad was for a product called Slap Chop. Let Slap Chop. Slap Chop, after watching that ad, seems to be like the best product around. If you haven't seen the ad of Slap Chop, literally Look search in Google Slap Chop ad. You'll find it unbelievable. I've never seen an item sold so well like this man does it. Slap Chop. And I think he has a bunch of other stuff he sells too, right? He's a very talented... Uh, Salesperson. Exactly. And by the way, this, talking about the Slap Chop, I was in a store called Amazing Savings. Now, Amazing Savings is a dollar store on steroids. Basically, everything there, everything there is cheap. But not like a dollar each. It's like, you know, between five and 20 bucks. But you want to buy everything in that store because stuff in that store that's five bucks usually costs 50 bucks. And you can live off that store. It has everything. It's literally an awesome store. Anyways, I was driving, walking down the aisles and guess what I saw? Slap chop. A slap chop. A slap chop is basically a cool little contraption piece you use for, you know, chopping up vegetables. It has like a blade on the bottom. It has like a Look cover. It up. Look it up. You push it down and it slap chops your stuff. It basically cuts things up real nice and it's just very convenient and definitely looks like very satisfying as well. I want to give a shout out. Big shout out. Big shout out to our Mountain Crest fans. Big fans. We got huge fans over there. Really. They have been waiting for this episode. Best support ever. Mountain Crest, shout out to you. They're the bungalow we spoke about, uh, I think, in one of our previous episodes. I believe in episode three We spoke three about four. the Hamish kite of them, the hominess of them. Yes, sir. Mountain Crest. And I wanted to give one, two things of that I learned in Mountain Crest this summer. I just want to share, share with, the, with, the, with the Obabi fan base. Number one, I was having a good relaxing bed, going to sleep, laying and down, reading a book. And I'm told, Mendel, don't move. But look up. Standing above me on the windowsill was a mouse. Oh, no. Yes, a live mouse. Man, it be- then we had to go find the mouse literally for like three hours. That's we don't go to bed. Fun. Finally, the mouse uh, was taken care of. Mm. However, it was quite an adventure to, to say. It's quite like, an adventure to yeah, say. Chasing the mouse around the house is never a fun opportunity. Never a fun is that a book, Mouse in the House? Ah, if, like- if not, we should, we should write one. Definitely can definitely write that down. That's number uno, uno. Dose is I want to talk about a skill that some people have, and it's a very important skill. It's how to pack a fridge. Oh, wow. And why do I say about the bungalow? Because the bungalow, you only have one fridge. Some houses have two, three, four fridges, you know, especially a Jewish house. But the bungalow, you have limited space, so you have one fridge. I mean, I don't know about you, but there's a skill. There's got to be some sort of, you know, it's like, it's so, like a puzzle. You're it's a puzzle. Up, it's kind of like a game of Tetris in the fridge. You got to get everything to fit so it matches up and everything. Mm-hmm. Every possible spot is filled up. Not to brag, but I think I'm good at the skill. That if you give me a, like things that you don't, you think the fridge is too full, I'll make space in that fridge. It's like packing a trunk. It's a real talent, man. There's, there's a skill to it. You don't just like stuff things in. You have to organize it properly by size, by, the, by shape, pile. It's... Not anybody can have this skill. No. You have to go to Harvard or Yale to really get a you know degree in mm-hmm. fridge packing. It's exactly, not, it's not a simple matter. Some people are just na- just natural this born is fridge no packers. N- NBFP. Yeah, exactly. NBFP, natural born fridge packers. They are actually you have to be certified now to do this, mm-hmm. and, and you can get brought down to pack up fridges. Some it's people, really an unbelievable talent. Some people just have the skill. What can I tell you? Listen, Mendel is a talented man over here. He could pack up fridges like I could. Uh, 
empty fridges, you know what I'm saying, into my stomach. <laughs> but packing a fridge is definitely a real talent. That's one way to, by the way, pack the fridge. It's never, yeah, put yeah. It, never put it in. Never put it never in. Never put it just, in. You know, you get the groceries, leave it on the counter. Exactly. You bags, and then you, you put the bags in the bag of bags, which I got to mention. Big shout out to my roommate now in school. We have a bag of bags. When you have a bag of bags. What's you a have bag of a, bags? I'll explain to you. A bag of bags is when you get one bag from, you know, you went shopping and then you have another bag from this and another bag from that. And you take that one bag and you start putting bags into that bag. It's called a bag of bags. You save your bags there for later use. Right. The shopping is, bags. Sh- exactly. Shopping bag, bags. We call it a bag of bags. And it is a real accomplishment, you know, in life. When you can say you have a bag of bags, it's almost like saying you could pack a fridge. It's not as great, but, but it's important and very special to have a bag of bags. We basically just have to catch you up on all our life. Like... This is why it's a little bit of an interesting style podcast. It was literally just recapping the past exactly just past couple months in short. As it has been a while. While we can our... drag it out, we just want to you know keep you not stuck with us for two hours long. So we're just trying to keep you know half hour range. So this, this is why we are giving you the, the updates. Anyways, another cool thing that happened recently is well, the food festival. Yes, the food festival. The so, Jewish food festival. So like you know from our previous podcast, Mendel and I both. Uh, live we grew up and live in Mequon, Wisconsin. Um, so when we are, you know, Chabad Shluchim there, we do different community outreach. We have a synagogue and do all the different good stuff, spreading Judaism, making it juicy. So last year we did for the first time our community. We made a food festival for those who are not from Wisconsin. A Jewish food festival. A Jewish food festival. Well, if you're not from Wisconsin, you wouldn't understand. But in Wisconsin during the summertime, a big thing there is Summerfest, Food Fest. All different kinds of festivals. You know, food fests, there's festivals of Chinese food, Japanese, everything you got it, you name it, you have a festival with that name. Jose comes also every summer. Jose does come. Maybe we can get a call from him later. But point being is we had our second annual food fest, kosher food fest, and obviously this year due to... But it was COVID, so how did you do it? It was done in a very interesting way, actually. So yeah, due to the circumstances of COVID-19, we did a drive through food festival. So it was very different style. It did, you know, didn't have that pack action, action jam-packed feeling of a carnival, yet it was very successful, thank God. Had unbelievable, you got to see the pictures of the food. Look it up. Oh, uh, really it was good. good stuff. We had good pulled, pulled beef. beef. Pulled Yo, beef. pretzel bun with some pickled cabbage. Oh, my Oh, bubby, that was juicy. Yeah, it was pretty juicy. Yeah, it was. That french fries, you know, get a canadal, get some good hot chicken soup. You know what else I really good? The ribs. Bell's ribs? Oh, stay Gl- two, glazed ribs. Honey glazed oh, yes. ribs. You're talking about full ribs. And don't forget, of course, to have some stuffed cabbage, your oh, bubbly stuffed, stuffed cabbage. cabbage, potato knish, mm. and of course, some shawarma. Flour. Oh, yo, We had bubby. everything you wanted, and thank God, it was very successful, hectic, exciting. It was followed all CDC guidelines. It was all very oh, yes. safe. It was very, very, it was, it was just, it was a very fun experience for, I believe, everybody, and it really worked out well. Thank yeah, God. it was very cool. It really, really was a cool experience, and I want to thank all those who involved to make it a reality. Let's talk some sports, Femi. We're going to talk some sports, people. Listen, we haven't spoken sports till now, but you know what? We'll throw in a so little for sports. For those who don't know, Mendel and I are huge Packer, Brewer, Brewers, and Bucks, Bucks fans. All the way. Listen, we're, you know we're, we're Wisconsinites. We might lose some fans, but we're definitely going to gain some more. We're not going to succumb to the natural forms of bandwagoning. We're from Wisconsin. We follow our teams. Sometimes it. they're good. Sometimes they're not. So we so, go for our home teams. Yes, sir. High five. Discount double check. All right. So let's go discussing starting off with the Bucks. Yes, because the Bucks. Oh, you want to see First of all, the season was nuts. This, the Bucks were doing amazing. They, best team in the NBA. And then Corona hit us all. Oh, yeah, yeah. That really destroyed the season. Then they had to have the whole bubble. 
and Orlando. Was the bubble in Orlando, which was pretty interesting. The Bucks did not do well in the bubble. And Giannis they lost their momentum from the season up coming up until then, and really didn't do well. No, the bubble was not for them, and unfortunately, they got knocked out of the playoffs a year again. However, Giannis did win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. MVP. Only the third person ever in history to win both, or fourth person, I believe, in history ever to Listen, win both. The guy's a star. Basically, he's the star, and I hope he stays with the Bucks for years to come. Hope yeah. he signs the Mac, the what's it called, Mega Max? Yeah, I believe some Not sort Mega of Max. deal. Um, they, Ultra yeah. Max, basically the Max contract. They only could. There are so many rules. You have to be on, a, on the team for a certain amount of years and win a certain amount of awards. But he's a super Max. Super he's Max. eligible for the super Max contract next end of next season, and I hope that he stays with the Bucks. He doesn't go for a different team. Yeah. And I hope the Bucks really get another another number two, like a real number two. Uh, yeah. Now, that, Chris Middleton is good, but you need like a serious. Pick up a one. real number two. Not, we have like a lot of threes and fours. It's you missing a number two. As well as the Brewers. So this season has been crazy Again, so also only a six-game season. Six-game season with a lot of double headers, making those seven-inning games. And Christian Yelich, the star of the team, mm. not having a great season. Shavaka Meisters was saying Not good, good stuff. Was However, he had a few games where he was doing pretty well as the Brewers. It's been a very interesting season. Listen, only one game behind now in the wild card race. And there's like eight, nine games to go. However, they are also no more home games all our way. It's up in the air. Will they win? I don't know. However, I do hope they come back stronger next year. You know, Lorenzo Cain opted out for the season. Yeah. That was so, definitely a big blow. And definitely a very interesting sports season. So the, the Buc- fact that there aren't any fans by the stadium. Yeah, also the Bucks, for instance, home court, I think, really affected they this Orlando. They would have had home, field advantage, home court advantage yeah. throughout the playoffs. So I think it had a big... And in baseball, too. Not having... Ryan Braun, for instance. This could be his last season as a Brewer. And he had his last game as a Brewer yesterday. And there's no fans to cheer him on. And he was there. He literally played the Brewers his entire life. He was there for... Forever. So think about for him. He played all his life as a brewer, and now he has to go off with uh with nothing, no one to chair him off. It's tough. However, definitely sports have been interesting this season. The whole home field advantage really plays a big part, especially with the Packers. Oh yeah. I mean, Lambeau Field is notoriously known for its fans, and not having them there this season is a massive blow to the organization. However, we'll just uh, before we discuss how they've been playing, I just want to say in regards to that is interesting watching them do a Lambo leap into, yeah. the, in the, into the fans when there's no fans no there. No fans there to leap into. It's interesting how they're... They're just leaping into... They're into, still, limpi- still leaping Lambo in. leap's got to go on. Can't forget it. So for those who know, there's obviously been only two games so far. However, the Packers, after an interesting offseason, for those who know... In the draft, they went with a quarterback with Jordan Love and, the, and they traded up for him. Which was very interesting. A lot of people didn't understand Very at controversial the time. move. Still, However, I believe it's controversial. I believe that it, it will pay off in the long run. And if I may say so... A lot of their intent was is instead of trying to draft you know a star rookie, last season they had a couple solid decent first year players who played decently. They want to build. But the they team want for the to future. build them up. You know now they're second year playing. They have a lot more experience and hopefully that helps. But Aaron Rodgers first game not at home. Unbelievable game for Rodgers. Anyways, they have to game two already, and I think it's going to be a good season. The wide receiver is stepping up. Devontae Adams is one of the best in the league. Top couple court of the wide receivers out there. The new, the, you know, the young wide receivers are stepping up to the game. I think it's going to be a good season. I think it's going to be a good the season. The no fans is definitely, definitely going to be a big difference at home games. But it's going to be, at least it's fun that sports have been back. We have Roger, to watch some ba- basketball, baseball, and now football's going. And yeah, it's, it's Ron, fun. Aaron Rodgers is definitely looking real healthy. Looking in his prime. So it's definitely fun to have sports back, you know, a little outlet to follow and enjoy. So that, that's always good. And now for the segment... Of partial minute, where it's longer than a minute. Oh, yes, our partial minutes are never actually a minute long, so up to the partial minute, which is more than a minute. And the funny thing is, this partial minute is not even about the partial. No, so what's it going to be about today? Well, for those who know, for those who don't know, right now we are in the holiday of 
Tishrei, the Jewish holiday of Tishrei. The month of Tishrei. The month of Tishrei. Month of Tishrei. Sorry, that is the month holiday of Tishrei. Holiday is more like a day in the, yes. in the well, month. Well, you know what it is? Like one long holiday the whole month of Tishrei. Yeah, lots of holidays. Really full of all the high holidays. We have the head of the new year, which we'll discuss in a second, Rosh Hashanah. We have Yom Kippur coming up this coming week, as well as the holiday of Sukkot and Simchat Torah. So just a small little inspiration piece. On. Yeah, so Rosh Hashanah was actually just this past week, weekend. Yom Kippur is this coming Sunday night and Monday. Then Sukkot follows, and I like Sukkot the best of these three. Although, you need a good Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to have a good Sukkot. So, family, yes, what were you saying? So, Rosh Hashanah is, and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the high holidays, are more serious times when it's the beginning of the new year. We're asking God to bless us all with sweet new year, full of only good and revealed good. And on the holiday on Rosh Hashanah, one of the things we do is blowing the shofar, the ram's horn, which signifies the crying out to God. For, for teshuvah, repentance, and asking for a sweet new year, the awakening, and as well as crowning God as king, just like, you know, you would have by inauguration ceremony. Coronation. Coronation, sorry, ceremony for a king. You know, trumpets and all different things blowing. So on Rosh Hashanah, we blow this ram's horn as well. So, and unfortunately, not everybody's able to make it to the synagogue on Rosh Hashanah. Especially this year, especially because this year. it's a so really strange year. I was in New Haven, Connecticut, where I was studying, and I went with a friend of mine. We walked around to Yale University, and a train station in different areas to blow shofar, and we were deciding where we're gonna go. So, what's the Hebrew word for what this is? I believe it's called Mefsayim. This is this is Mefsayim. It is uh, something which the Lubavitcher Rebbe instituted. The idea of going and spreading good and bringing mitzvahs to others. You know, lots of times people won't necessarily come to a synagogue. Maybe they don't feel comfortable, or maybe it's too it's a big of a schlep and they can't do it. But we bring you know the tefillin to them. We bring the Shabbat candles for them to light Friday nights. As well as on holidays, such as Rosh Hashanah or Sukkot, we bring the shofar and blow it for them so they can do this mitzvah, which helps them with an awesome, blessed new year. And I was walking with my friend, and we decided we're just going to walk around, and we're walking for a good 45 minutes to an hour, and then we decided we're going to go around one area, and we weren't really thinking, we were just letting our feet take us. And we're coming to around a corner, and we pass by an old lady, and we ask her if she's Jewish, and she says, I am Jewish. So we blew blew the chauffeur for her and it was awesome she was very happy she thanked us and then we asked her if she knows of any more jews and she points to a building and she tells us that over there is an old age home and there's more jews there so we walk to this area and we come and there's like 15 elderly uh, men and women sitting outside enjoying the beautiful weather and it turns out they're all jewish so we got to blow a shofar for them and it was beautiful and my colleague said a beautiful short little you know insight on the holiday of rosh hashanah and it was really a fun, great experience. And it's always special to be able to share the joy of the holidays with others. Yeah, very. thank you for that. Actually, it's very special you did in Miftayim. Um, I had a cute story myself, actually, Rosh Hashanah with Miftayim, where I was, it was about an hour before the holidays over, Rosh Hashanah, and I was in my apartment, and my wife went to go say hi to a friend who wasn't actually home. And she comes back to the apartment, uh, we're going to walk to Shul, to 770, where we are in the Crown Heights, and they were going to go do Tashlech, which is one of the prayers we do on Rosh Hashanah, and then do the evening service at the culmination of the holiday. Before we're about to leave, she meets a friend of hers who says, hey, would your husband like to go do a mitzvah? There's someone who needs to hear the shofar. So we say, of course. So she calls me down, and we walk about a 15-20 minute walk to an apartment building at the edge of Crown Heights, the edge of town. And in this building, there's a mother and a son who did not hear the shofar yet. So again, we blew the shofar for them. We had sweet. some apples and honey, a little pomegranates, all different customs of the holiday. Again, a very special way to deal with Rosh Hashanah. So that's the mitzvah. That's the Parsha minute, which is longer than a minute. Yes. Just talking a little bit about the holiday, which has happened, and the ones that are coming up. And there's a lot more to come, so make sure to 
keep your eyes peeled and listen out and just really, it's a special month on the Jewish calendar. It really, it really is. All right, guys, and here now for the moment you've all been waiting for. We know this is what everyone listens up to. This is where it comes down to the juicy moment, juicy news of the week. Mendel, yes, please take it away. Yes, the juicy news of the week. Guys, you've waited about three months for this, and here, this is a pretty juicy news. Are you ready, man? I want to hear Oh, Bubby. Oh, Bubby, what is it? You guys waited, didn't you, in that silent mood? Anyways, got you. The news is as follows. Myself and Sheva, my wife, we are moving to California. <laughs> North Ridge, California, to be emissaries of the rabbi, to be Chabad rabbis and rabbitsin in the city of North Ridge, California. We are going there to open and expand a new project of, it's called C-Teen, which is a program for teenagers in the area to make programs with them and to bring Jewish life to them, as well as ACE, which is Aaron's Culinary Experience, another program which is focused on the Jewish programs that have food involvement, which of course we all know in Judaism. That's really exciting. A whole lot of stuff with food. California. And again, general outreach. So we're going, it's going to be called Teen and Outreach, and we are applying to move after the holiday of Sukkot. And this is really big news, and I wanted to share with all you guys um, at the Juicy News of the Week. Of course, doing something like this in a time like COVID especially needs support and funding. And those who are listening and would like to support and donate, you definitely can. You can follow us on Instagram and all these things. However, I will give you our cash app information and PayPal where you can send us money. The cash app is the catch symbol Chabad NR. That's catch symbol C-H-A-B-A-D-N-R or PayPal at Mendel at ChabadNorthRidge.com. Two places you can donate if you'd like to support and be a part of this incredible work which we're about to do. And we will definitely talk more about it as more comes up throughout the time. That's definitely an unbelievable cause. Really exciting news and a big step and accomplishment in life. Unbelievable. California, cool place to yeah. be. Yeah, listen, it's definitely uh, quite, quite, the, quite the state to move to right now. And the weather is definitely beautiful. Weather is so always sure. good. So yeah, that's pretty juicy news. And that's, that's pretty much it for this week. I know it's been a while. It's been quite some time. And we definitely hope to be back on track with our you know, bi-weekly podcast Definitely try to get it back out there. We do know you guys are missing it. Wait up for it. I'm glad you guys are listening all the way to this end of this, a little bit of an extended version. We usually are about 20 minutes. This week we're passing about a half hour mark. And if you guys ever have something interesting, juicy, crunchy, or you know, just eye-popping you would like us to discuss, you let us know and we'd be more than happy to give you a shout-out, discuss the concepts, share our opinions, and spread the juice Yeah, there's, there's always hashtag Obubby. And uh, we'd love, we love to see it. We'd love to hear from it. You can always message us and reach out to us. It's always, always appreciated. Listen, everybody, have a happy, healthy, sweet new year. We want to wish you guys all the best. And with that, we say, until next time, oh, Bobby. Bobby.